more and more. I have come to see Holy Week as a series of stories we tell each other every year to remind ourselves of our salvation and to remember that we are loved. Love, in fact, is the thread that wends its way through all these narratives, a thread that sews these stories into a pocket of our heart, precious to us. In the midst of our busy lives and whatever sadness or joy they contain, we stop in Holy Week and we remember God's grace that it is sufficient and can accomplish miracles. Jesus enters Jerusalem as an act of love. The hosannas of the crowd, the palms and cloaks they spread along his path, their shouts for the son of David to restore the kingdom. Jesus accepts these praises, even though he already knows what lies ahead, that a similar crowd will soon be shouting for his crucifixion. But he loves them anyway. On Maundy Thursday, Jesus washes his disciples' feet and he institutes the Holy Eucharist. Both actions show love by example, offered in humility. Love one another as I have loved you. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. When we hear these stories again, our charge is to learn their lessons and model that love to the world. And Jesus knew Peter would deny him, even tells him so, right down to the exact cock's crow. But Peter swears loyalty up and down, so Jesus just smiles at him and says, Okay, Peter, whatever you say. And he loves him. He loves all the disciples, while in his mind's eye he can see their desertion, can hear their sandals slapping on the cobblestones as they run away. Only a few days before, they had all been giddy with Jerusalem's reception of Jesus, palm fronds waving, the crowds, Sunday hosannas, still ringing in the disciples' ears on Friday as they fled, leaving Jesus alone, abandoned, and denied. Hosannas that followed them down hallways into upper rooms where they hid. Hosannas taunting them the echoes dying, along with their hopes for a Messiah. Yet even in their fear, in despair, in that room, Jesus loved and forgave them. That's important for us to remember in our moments of desertion. Jesus remains silent through the hits, the spit, and the stripping. They hammer his wrists and feet into a tree, and he must have cried out. But he never denounced them, which is unfathomable, except perhaps as a profound example of love. He knew his death on the cross was crucial to the mystery of our salvation, so he let them do it. I believe Jesus' willingness to undergo agony then somehow becomes a willingness to suffer alongside us now. God accompanies us in our suffering, so we aren't so alone in our sorrow. So we remember 
how love is stronger than death. When we twist our palm fronds into crosses, which some of you do, our hands acknowledge what our minds cannot always comprehend, that triumph resides not in grand processions, but in self-sacrificial love. The Jewish writer Elie Wiesel tells this Hasidic parable in the preface to his novel, The Gates of the Forest. When the great rabbi Israel Baal Shem Tov saw misfortune threatening the Jews, it was his custom to go into a certain part of the forest to meditate. There he would light a fire, say a special prayer, and the miracle would be accomplished and the misfortune averted. Later, when his disciple, the celebrated Magid of Mezrich, had occasion for the same reason to intercede with heaven, he would go to the same place in the forest and say, Master of the universe, listen, I do not know how to light the fire, but I am still able to say the prayer. And again, the miracle would be accomplished. Still later, Rabbi Moshe Lieb of Sasov, in order to save his people once more, would go into the forest and say, I do not know how to light the fire. I do not know the prayer, but I know the place, and this must be sufficient. It was sufficient, and the miracle was accomplished. Then it fell to Rabbi Israel of Regine to overcome misfortune. Sitting in his armchair, his head in his hands, he spoke to God, I am unable to light the fire, and I do not know the prayer. I cannot even find the place in the forest. All I can do is to tell the story, and this must be sufficient. And it was sufficient. Holy Week is the series of stories we recount to one another every year to remind ourselves of God's saving grace in Jesus. But 2,000 years later, we no longer have the fire those first disciples felt in the presence of Christ. Our prayers are imperfect, formed by centuries of church schism and battles against heresy. And we have lost the places and can't quite trace the footsteps where divine love came down and died for us. But we have the stories. And somehow, in retelling them once more this week, we will rekindle the fire. We will remember the prayers. And we will revisit the places. Trusting God's grace to deem it sufficient. And the miracle will be accomplished.